Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for soul-aligned entrepreneurs like you to listen in on high-vibe, consciousness-expanding conversations for leveling up your leadership and bringing your vision for big impact and big income to life. On this show, you'll hear from experts in the world of branding, marketing, copywriting, fashion and style, photography, personal development, spirituality, and so much more. I believe the world needs more leaders like you. And the Wild Woman Hotline is a place to feed your soul and fuel your brand so you become the Soul Align CEO you were born to be. Now let's dive into this week's value-packed episode. What is up, wild women? How are we doing today? I am incredibly excited because we have a super sexy, super special, incredibly intelligent guest on today. We have with us Brie LeBlanc, who is a wellness coach. She is a model and she is passionate as all hell about helping people feel good in their mind body and life. So welcome, Brie. How you doing, babe? Good. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I cannot wait to talk to you and just dive into some really epic questions. And can you just kind of like introduce anybody in my audience that maybe isn't familiar with you, like what you do, what you're super passionate about? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as you said, I'm a wellness coach and a model, and I am passionate about helping people feel good in their mind, body, and life. My wellness coaching, I work a lot on gut health, and I work on mindset, but really helping you feel as good as you can in your body, um, having the most confidence possible, the, better, the best like strength possible, so you can really live life to the fullest. Yes. And guys, you need to check out Bree's Instagram. It's Bree Fit Model, right? Is that your Instagram? It'll be in the show notes too for everybody. But damn mommy, like fun, very fun Instagram, like confidence galore. So you guys are going to have a blast checking out her content if you are not already following her. But I would really love to know for you, Bree, like did fitness come first? Did modeling come first? Like which one came first for you in terms of like being very forward facing and confident just with everything that you do? Like I'm obsessed. Mm, Thank you so much. That's actually a great question too. Um, in terms of, of fitness and confidence, you said which one came Oh, the modeling, the fitness or the modeling, which one came first? So Uh, fitness for me actually started at five years old as a dancer because I danced for 14 years, seven years competitively. And that was a really, really great time, um, for me. And that was a way of self-expression for me to start. Um, well, when I was five, it wasn't about building my body and like really being healthy. It's just about like being fun and expressive. Right. Um, and there, there was a period of time in my life where I, um, was not confident and I went through a period where I wasn't as motivated to dance. I actually wanted to, to stop dancing. I lost motivation for almost everything actually. And this was the toughest time in my life with, for my health and my mental health. Um, and, uh, dancing then gave me a way of expressing myself through movement, what I couldn't put into words. And so I felt even more in love with, you know, moving my body and feeling really good in my body at that time because it's you know the only time that I really did um, and then 
after those periods of time when I really decided that I wanted to work more on my health and my physical well-being and my mental health I didn't really have a choice because I got diagnosed with celiac at like 11 and a half and so a lot of my struggles came from from that I don't want to go too much into my story here but um, it was at that point when I was about 13 and a half that I really wanted to start working on my confidence on feeling good in my body and that's when I actually forced myself in front of the camera because I was not confident. I was not confident in front of the camera. I was actually always hiding from the camera when my mom would try to take pictures of me. I'd be so like angry at her. Um, but I didn't want to be that person anymore. I didn't want to be that person that hid from the camera. I didn't want to be that person that didn't feel confident in her body that, you know, that wanted to hide and be a ghost and not wear clothes that, you know, made me feel not good. And so that's when I started to force myself into the camera. And so it was a really big challenge for me at the beginning um, to start modeling. And I just did for my mom, just like mini photo shoots for me. I remember like doing my hair and like my makeup a little bit and starting to wear clothes that made me feel like I was a little bit more confident before I really felt that and embodied that. And through this process, like I said, it was a really big challenge, but I found so much um, like happiness in pushing my comfort zone and in like pretending to be this version of myself, like I said before, before I fully like embodied that. And so it became a passion of mine. Um, and that's kind of how I got into, into modeling and started building up my self-confidence with that and taking actions through that. Um, and it was actually at 16 that I stopped dancing and then started at the gym. Mm. So um, hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, totally. And there's a bunch of things in there that like, I think a lot of people re will resonate with. But one, one comment I did want to make is like, when you're talking about confidence, any woman that we perceive to be confident, like I can guarantee that woman has put herself in a ton of uncomfortable positions to stretch herself and push herself to become that confident. It's that fearlessness, really. For sure. Yeah, and more than like um, fearlessness, it's just moving in spite of fear. It's yeah. the bravery. It's the courage. Courage. Right? It's the courage mm -hmm. to um, put yourself in these uncomfortable situations and, uh, yeah, stretch stretch who, who you are and who you are becoming um, and acting as if before you fully in, embody that. So some, that's something that I, that I fully that I did and that I continue to do now, you know, in other areas of my life. Um, but I think that's, that's so true. Um, that confidence is not just given anybody who's confident wasn't just like born that way. Um, it really has to be built. Confidence is built for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That courageous action. I completely agree. And you were also talking about how like you used to really hate being in front of the camera and I can really relate to that. And like having you haven't gone through your diagnosis with celiac and like, I can only imagine that that was an incredibly challenging period and like being sick too. Like I've had my own health experiences in the past with like adrenals and thyroid and gut health and, and depression and anxiety and all kinds of different things. But really like anybody that's struggling with their health, I think the thing that people don't necessarily talk about is how it really is a confidence drain because you physically don't feel good. So like you don't want to be seen, you don't want to be witnessed in like that state, right? So like I would imagine that also just going through the process of healing and getting a diagnosis and adjusting your lifestyle and then also taking that courageous action like is really 
the foundation of confidence, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, I love how you mentioned that. I completely agree. Um, especially like speaking from my own experience with my health issues, dealing with a lot of uh, bloating and digestive issues, then yeah, that makes you feel tight in your clothes and always being sick and that, you know, draws you from your energy so you're more fatigued but also the correlation between your gut health and your mental health mm -hmm. um that's what really played a part into my my own like depression and anxiety and in, in these things that i experienced at a young age um and i think what also is like worth noting is the fact that you know i didn't know the correlation between the gut health and you know our physical well-being and our and our mind our mental health and how these are so correlated at that young age and so it's like okay why do i feel this way and then we start like judging ourselves and putting ourselves down for not being confident or not being happy or having all these anxieties and so when i started to uh, study and uh, understand more about gut health and physical well-being and mental health it gave me a lot of clarity and once again like boosted my confidence of like you know things can change that you know this is not destiny um but we can really change uh who we are and change our reality by improving our gut health and, and our mental well-being so mm -hmm. I think that was just really important, important to note. Yeah, absolutely. And like looking back where you are now, cause like you've built this incredible empire around you and like you are very confident and you are very magnetic and you are very like self-expressed in your body and that's beautiful. And, and hearing you say that like it always hasn't been that way, especially when you were younger is also a really beautiful journey too, like to hear you say that. So if you had to tell your younger self or even yourself from like a couple of years ago, maybe when you weren't at your most confident, like what would you tell that version of you? Maybe for somebody who is in that place right now. You know, that's very interesting because um, somebody asked me this question like four months ago and it, I think <laughs> the same thing now and it was so easy. It was so easy and it's really trust your life's journey. That's what I would say, because everything that I went through had a purpose and it led me to exactly to where I am today and everything that I'm going through now, because, you know, it's, it's like nobody's perfect. Nobody wakes up every day with the most motivation. Like I'm not super confident, like every single day, like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Once again, it's, it's built, it's not just given. Mm -hmm. And um, there's always like next levels. There's always like more levels to, to unlock. Um, but yeah, just, just trusting life's journey, trusting that you're exactly where you're, you're meant to be um yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome and it's funny that you say I mean it's not funny like it totally makes sense but like <laughs> I have that tattooed on myself like trust her because uh -huh. a couple of years ago I was going through like not a couple it was five or six years ago going through a lot of health issues and going through mm -hmm. a lot of struggle with mental health and I just remember being like this struggle is happening for a reason like mm -hmm. it's strengthening me it's fortifying me so I got this gigantic tattoo like in a moment of no, this is, this is for a reason. And I went and I got this huge tattoo and it says, trust your struggle on it. So I, I completely resonate with that. I have the same thing that I would have told myself and I put it on my body to remind myself of that constantly. So I love that. I, I love that. I love the, the tattoo idea too. And like that, that declaration, that constant reminder, you know, that there's a, that there's a purpose and that there's something better for you there's something greater for you waiting on the other side of that struggle or that obstacle or whatever it may be and um 
I get a tattoo actually at the beginning of this year. Well, the ending of last year. It was December 31st, uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. It was a crown on my hip. And that's the reminder to my better self um, to keep striving for, you know, this, this greater version of myself. And I call her queen B and that was kind of a joke of mine when I was younger, like this, this version of me, but I, it, it became like my alter ego, you know, this better version of myself that I was chasing and that I could, um, hold on to for strength when I needed, when I needed her for confidence, when, when I needed her until I was fully able to, to embody that. So I totally believe in, in that and in getting the tattoo. It's awesome. Yeah, the queen identity is a whole thing in and of itself. Like, you want to talk about, like, mindset transformation, take on the identity of a queen, and you're like, oh, none of this is working. Everything needs to be (laughs) up-leveled. Okay, chop, chop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why, like, my next program um, that I'm creating now, the name of it, I believe, it it may change, so this is not set in stone, but queendom. Mm Mm-hmm them and building your your queendom becoming the queen but it's not just about like you but everything else that you do and your surroundings and your environments and the the way that you treat yourself and like all of this so um yeah that's really what my next program's about Mm -hmm. uh, and i love that so much i love that so much come queens they're already queens we all have this queen like we already are queens Mm -hmm. right it's just allowing ourselves and giving us permission to step into that identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what goes into the mindset and the self-care of a queen like yourself, <laughs> who's, you know, you're, you're scaling your life in all areas. Like it's not just your business. It's all areas of your life are scaling very quickly. And you also really want to kick ass in business and in your career and grow that empire. So like what goes into the mindset and your self-care for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the biggest thing is just putting myself first, making myself the number one priority, my well-being, my health, my energy, my happiness, um, and, you know, filling my mind with positivity and watering these positive thoughts and having this, this growth uh, mindset to constantly learn and, and evolve. Um, because when I put myself first, it's like we can't pour from an empty cup. We can't pour from an empty cup. And I used to want to pour from my, my cup all the time and just like help other people. But I realized that, you know, I have to fill my own. So I make sure that I'm constantly filling my own cup, seeing like what gives me life, what gives me energy, what makes me happy um, in this, you know, through my routines at the gym and through my nutrition and, you know, everything that I do um, for, for my mind but really just filling my own cup, prioritizing myself, because then I have an overflow and I'm able to give to others and help them fill their cup. And so then they can pour into others and then it's this ripple effect. Um, So, yeah. Yes. So like, what would the one thing, if it somehow got removed from your day that you feel like everything else would kind of just like be a mess and not work? Like what's the one routine or ritual or whatever that you do that you feel really anchors you? Mm, Okay. I would say my morning routine, my morning routine, because every morning I do something for my mind and my body. And this is really important for me to set up the intention and the, the pace or the state of the day. So waking up, um, I always read in the morning, going to the gym, have my morning smoothie. Um, 
you know, do other things for my mind, sometimes listening to a podcast, journaling. So anything for my mind and my body during in the morning, that's like crucial for me to set up the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the same way, I need to move yeah. my body and I need to meditate and journal. If mm-hmm. I don't, my body feels off. If I don't meditate and journal or vice versa, my mind and my like my energy feels off. And if I don't mm-hmm. move my body, my mind is not like activated and my body is not activated all day long. So mm-hmm. it's like I need both of those components. And mm-hmm. I think people get in- intimidated by that because they think it needs to be like this huge drawn out process. And it's like, it can literally be as long as you want to make it. But having mm-hmm. something to set yourself up and anchor yourself is really important. And I've learned that this year more than any, any other year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so important. Even just like a five minute gratitude, you know, um, meditation or even just, you know, writing five things that you're grateful for in the morning and doing like a little stretching or doing a little yoga routine or going for a walk, you know, it doesn't have to be the gym or this. But I think that, you know, a lot of people, because I used to do this all the time too, I used to wake up if I go back to when I was younger, I used to wake up with so much anxiety, so much anxiety of like what's to come in the day. And then my mind would automatically go to like all these things that I have to do. And like, then I would just go into a state of stress and shock. And when that happened, then, you know, I was rushed to, to like get out the door because I would maybe like wake up late or whatever, whatever may be happening in the morning. And then I carry that state throughout the day because it like trained my nervous system to be on like this hyperactive stressed out mode. And so I'd be stressed throughout the day. And that has like massive impacts on your health and like many, many ways we could get into. But, um, but I think, yeah, that, that's the thing. People wake up sometimes rushed and like overwhelmed with all the things to do. And because they're, they're rushed, they may grab something quick to eat, like a, like a piece of toast or something like that. Um, or something that'll be like really heavy on their digestive system. And that, that like exhausts their fatigue even more. And then just sets them to more stress and overwhelm and like all these things. So it's like, okay, let's set up our morning for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are some people that you're just like obsessed with when it comes to like, um, I don't want to say productivity, but like mindset and like owning the day and that you just feel are, are so inspiring to you in terms of like being the best version of yourself. Who do you really look up to? So there's a, there's a few people, but my, my, one of my biggest mentors, um, he's, he's my mentor and my, um, integrative health practitioner certification. I'm doing a few courses by him actually. And I always listen to his podcast, Dr. Cabral, Dr. Stephen Cabral. Um, he's amazing. I've been listening to him since I was 17. Um, and when I started listening to him, I started learning even more about my body and learning more about my mind. And I, I learned so much about, you know, gut health and it gave me so many answers to, my struggles when I was younger that I didn't know that I didn't like pair together. Mm-hmm. And he just helped me amplify my growth even more. And so I knew when I was able to, I was going to invest in his courses and, you know, now I'm doing that, which is, I'm extremely grateful for. Um, but he's definitely somebody that I, that I really look up to when it comes to physical well-being and mindset, cause he's completely transformed his life and, you know, the impact that he's creating on the world, the amount that he, he gives back is really, really inspiring. So, um, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always love hearing when practitioners are really 
honest and vulnerable about their own health history, like sharing with you the things that they were encountering. Like I know Mark Hyman does this really well. There's a couple other people that do this really well, but mm-hmm. it's just, it, it anchors you back into health being something that is approachable for everybody. And that it's not something that is intimidating or scary that we all go through struggles with feeling our best. Even the greats of the greats go through these experiences. And it's something that is approachable for everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Everybody goes through their own struggles. Everybody, you know, encounters their, their own um, obstacles. And that's what really makes us who we are. And a lot of times um, our greatest struggles actually can end up being our greatest gifts. And that was for sure the the case for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I was in it, I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, no, you know, the whole world. Really against frustrating. Me. But yeah. now looking back, I'm, ex- I'm so grateful for everything that I went through and I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Can you share a little bit more about some of the changes that you've made? Like I know that celiac was a huge adjustment way mm-hmm. back when you were diagnosed, but are there other things that you do on a daily basis, whether it be like supplements or things with your diet or overall lifestyle that have you feel really supported you as you grow your business, as you grow your empire, and just as you become more of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my biggest, well, for sure, my biggest diet change was going gluten-free, mm-hmm. which I did at 11 and a half when I got diagnosed. So that was like a really big transition um, for me, especially back then, because nobody knew what gluten was, nobody knew what celiac was, and the options at the grocery store were just like basically zero. That and, was in the nineties, right? Uh, no, oh. <laughs> it was not. no, it, it wasn't a, right. No, I'm not that old, uh, <laughs> or not that um. Yeah, it wasn't that many years ago, but, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gluten free and celiac, I th- I don't think people have become really knowledgeable about it until it was maybe 2010, 2011, 2012, like around that era. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and celiac is actually one of the oldest um, diseases like out there. Mm-hmm. Just it wasn't it wasn't very known. But um, but anyways, that was probably my biggest change. However, I realized that even going gluten free, my gut health still didn't improve and my digestion still didn't improve. And Mm -hmm. so it was so much more than just that food sensitivity. Well, it's an allergy for me, but for a lot of people it's a food sensitivity, but there's so many other um, foods and factor that comes into into play. So really making sure that my diet is on point and I'm, you know, eating things that are um, helpful for, for my digestion. For example, my morning smoothie, which I always talk about and I love and I incorporate for so many reasons, um, but also like environmental factors like medications that I was on that really, really held me back for, for many years in actually healing my gut health. There's so many medications and antibiotics and the pesticides and the environmental factors, like even the toxins in the air that we breathe and like all of these things, right? Like there's so many factors that go into um, our health and our well-being over just like food and eliminating like one food sensitivity. So yeah, it's really, it's really a lifestyle change. Um, and, you know, the lifestyle change and just a choice to live this to be like the healthiest version of myself possible. And that also doesn't mean I'm perfect. And that's not what I'm trying to preach here. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. There's definitely, you know, some, some treats that I enjoy every once in a while. 
Um, but, but yeah, as you said, it's really like a lifestyle change and choice for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can tell just exactly how knowledgeable you are and how passionate you are about this. And I'm really curious, like what you're seeing in the health, wellness, fitness industry that you are just like, I cannot wait for this to shift. I am so excited to be a part of the solution to this. Like something that really revs you up and you're just like, <laughs> you really want to do something about it. I'm curious what those things are and what you're extremely passionate about right now that you just, it needs to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's like two things that I'm really, really, pa well, there's a lot of things I'm passionate about in the health and fitness industry, but there's, there's two that I think are, are worth mentioning. And the first one, um, sort of like I was just talking about that it's so much more than just food and it's so much more than just diet, but it's so much more than just like diet and exercise because we are a whole human and there's so many other factors like our thoughts and our focus and our emotions and the stress and all these environmental factors as well. And so more than just, you know, working on the food or the exercise, just helping bring awareness to so many other um, things and factors that can can change in our life um, that we can change in our in our life to choose this like healthier lifestyle that can really help bring us so much more energy and confidence and, and happiness because I feel like a lot of people feel really restrictive sometimes with like meal plans or workout programs but it doesn't have to um, be that way you know I believe I really um, bring a different uh, approach to health and wellness and um, the way that we diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. And it really gets to be like a choice and like a fun choice um, for betterment and not like constriction. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I don't really know what like the best way to, to explain that is, but really I look at things from the root cause um, a person as a whole, which is why my business currently is called like wholesome health. Versus just like surface level food and exercise. Because mm -hmm. I feel like there's, there's so much more involved and people know not to eat the pizza and to choose like the salad instead, mm -hmm. but like they still choose the pizza and they know that it doesn't make them feel good sometimes, you know? And so that's why I really come into with like the mindset and the psychology behind things and help like empower them and bring them motivation and help them build their, their confidence so they make the proper choices for themselves over and over and then it becomes um, a choice and then it's like a great thing and then they feel amazing about themselves and then they just want to keep doing it more and more and um, so so that's one thing about the, the health and fitness industry just looking at food and exercise like in a different way um, and then also just changing the image of health and fitness and that's really huge for me because I feel like sometimes when you think about okay like health and fitness some people think like super jacked or really like ripped and like this lean body as like the ideal of health um, and fitness. But the truth is that that's not always healthy. Mm -hmm. It's not. <laughs> and that we, it, most times it's actually the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Not always, but we all have different body types and I won't get into that, but you know, we're, we're all supposed to look different at a, at a, our healthy body weight is all supposed to look different but also feel different because I've been there. I've done bodybuilding competitions where I was really lean and I felt like absolute shit. Mm -hmm. And this is when 
I got deeper into the health and fitness world where a lot of things were revealed to me and I realized it was not healthy for me to be that, that lean body weight um, or over exercising, under eating, restricting my calories, all of that. Like it was very, very unhealthy for my body, but a lot of, you know, body dysmorphia was, was shown. And it's like people achieve that body, but it's still not like good enough. And there's still so much comparison. And then with um, eating disorders in the way that people start looking at food and like uh, the calories and feeling super like restrictive and always like looking and like, oh, how many calories, how many calories and getting like really a lot of anxiety around that. Um, and, you know, there, there's just like many different issues that come with it. And that's why I believe when we look at like health and fitness in a different way and really how do we want to treat ourselves? How do we want to treat our body? If we were a queen, how would a queen, you know, you know, treat herself? And so bringing it from this different perspective, realizing that we all look different, we all have different healthy body weights, and we can still, you know, we can still work on our diet, we can still work on our exercise, like 100%. I do that. But the way that I do it, in the perspective that I that I take the approach that I take is, is just very different. And you know, I just, I just really want to shift this in, in the health and fitness industry for, you know, women who are in it right now, who are not satisfied with the way that things are, um, but also women coming in like me when I started my journey um, at the gym and I didn't know any better. And I was like, whoa, that person's like so fit and healthy. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. not. not always, not always, not yeah. always, sometimes, but, mm -hmm. but not always. And that's why there's other other factors involved and we really have to look at it as like a as a whole as a whole for sure and i'm so happy that you brought up more of the bodybuilding um industry because when i was going through when i was in college and i would say coming out of high school too i was obsessed with npc bikini obsessed with it because it's just it's the glamour it's the stage it's the fitness it's the it's the image of fitness i should say that we look at as being like the pinnacle right and we think that these women are just like they're so happy they feel so good they're like loving life and sometimes yeah absolutely but what a lot of people don't understand when they see people on the cover of magazines that are in that type of shape it's like to get yourself there, the process is is not sustainable, nor is it nor is it going to give you optimal health for hormones, for sleep, for digestion, for energy, for all of these things, right? Especially being women. And I really drove myself into the ground trying to accomplish that that look because I had the same thing in my mind that that's what being at the pinnacle of fitness looked like, right? And was very sick and very unhappy and couldn't focus, had no energy. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and that you're committed to shifting that because that's huge for so many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, it's, it's a lifestyle, right? It's a sport. It it's really, sport. yeah, the people mm -hmm. who, who are in it, like, man, these people are freaking tough. They yeah. are strong. Yeah. They are resilient. They got to mm -hmm. like put in so much work. And you know, like I, I appreciate that. I recognize that like these people, like what they accomplish is absolutely crazy and actually like very inspiring. Mm -hmm. But I realized very quickly that that just wasn't the lifestyle for me. Mm -hmm. Right. That just wasn't the lifestyle for me. And for some people it is just like any sport. Um, but it's really a, a lifestyle and a life, uh, 
dedication, depending on how far they really want to take it. Um, but I think, yeah, just just the fact of uh, differentiating the the health and the um, the aesthetic, like aesthetic versus athletic and and healthy, um, is really important. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. And also, like when you were talking earlier about approaching things holistically and being concerned with the root cause, I would imagine too, like my academic background is in nutrition and health coaching, actually, like mm-hmm. I've pivoted since then, mm-hmm. because the first couple of years of coaching, I kept attracting women who had goals for their health. But also like, when you're talking about the root cause, what would oftentimes come up is they would be really insecure about who they were. They would have really low self-worth. They would have really low confidence. And of, of course, that's like the universe attracting people to me that I have like lived through those experiences and so I can now support them through it. But like when we're talking about physical health too, like that plays a huge role in your emotions and your mental state and how you feel physically. So the fact that you're doing things holistically is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's why like the mental piece is so important and also something that I want to bring more into in the health and and fitness world, because, you know, when we truly want the best for ourselves and we're truly coming from this place of ultimate like confidence and wanting to be like our our best selves and, you know, not seeing these, these failures as for us to give up and defeat, but seeing them as like learning lessons and constant opportunities for improvement, then yeah, we're going to, we're going to make the right choices for us, no matter um, what that is, you know, we're going to be more motivated to go to the gym and get up and eat the right foods and push our comfort zones and invest in our well-being. So yeah, this is all, all very important um, when it comes to you know, health and especially like changing our bodies, because I remember at that point too, and you may, um, you may resonate with this, but I remember when I was like lean, like, it's amazing to look in the, in the mirror and be like, man, I've achieved this. Like, yes, like this, this looks so good. Like I just put in so much work. It's like, I'm really proud of the work that I put in, but I'm exhausted and I'm starving and I can't (laughs) stay straight. And my emotions are all over the place and my hormones, right? Like I did the Arnold's in March and um, it wasn't even a bodybuilding show. So I told myself I'd never do that again. It was a model search, but I still got really lean for it. And I lost my period for six and a half months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not, not the life that, that I want to live, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the mental piece is, is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I had a very similar experience, like coming out and healing that relationship. I lost my cycle for, it was, it was a couple of years. It was a handful of years. And granted I was coming off of birth control too. So that was a huge component of it where I was hiding a lot of those symptoms with the birth control and came off of it. And it took a long time for my body to regulate itself from the restriction and from the over-exercising and also from being on birth control. So it's a, it's a tough road. And I have a lot of respect for people that do that and also know how to take care of themselves. And it's, it is like you said, it's separating the aesthetic from actual health and recognizing it as a sport. Again, it is a sport. It is absolutely a sport. And anybody that tells you differently has no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need that like massive restriction or intense like gym and over exercising to, to achieve 
you know, health and achieve uh, a body that you can really be proud of and be happy in. And that's important as well, because once again, there's so many other factors and like just reducing stress and improving your digestion and your mental state and your sleep. All these things can have massive impacts. And sometimes actually when people um, stop exercising as much and when they eat, you know, the proper amounts of food, they can actually lose weight from that. Mm-hmm. because they're reducing the amount of stress and inflammation that's in their body. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, there's just so much more to look at and like a much greater conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've got one more question for you, mama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious as we wrap up here, like tell me more about your big vision for the work you do in the world, the impact that you want to have on people's lives and at the world. And also just, where you want to go with your company? Like, you know, what are you wanting um, to create during your time as a coach and during this phase of your business? Mm, Great question. Um, I believe I just, I truly am passionate about helping people become the best version of themselves Mm -hmm. and that best version of themselves, just that, that betterment because it's a constant evolution and a constant growth. Um, so yeah, just helping them reach next levels in their health, in their well-being, in their happiness, in their life. Because once again, when I can help them fill their cup, then they can fill others as well. And that's really what I want to do, help create this, this ripple effect, um, in people's lives and just, you know, help show them what's possible, help inspire them to, to really take ownership of them, of themselves, of their well-being, um, because I believe we all have so much potential and we, we, we have the opportunity to live an amazing life, the life that we truly um, want. And for me, it's, it was at the core, like well-being. That's where it started. By working on my body, by working on my mind, by working on my health, I was able to find my passions. I was able to have the energy to produce the, you know, the content that I wanted and the confidence to go after my dreams. And so I believe uh, that's at the core of, you know, my, my vision, my mission, my passion, my purpose, my business will continue to shift and grow and evolve with me. Uh, So in terms of my offers, like that's going to continue to, to shift and evolve, but, um, but that's, that's at the core of it. That's what I'm deeply committed to. Mm, that's so epic and you know what I love about you Brie is like you go big on every area of your life you're like I'm gonna do this yeah yeah you're like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it big so it's like I'm gonna show people what it really means to like go big with your humanness to go big with your health with your mental health with your physical well-being like taking care of yourself but also showing up as a queen showing up as a powerful woman loving your body not being ashamed of a damn thing and just doing you like that's what i love so much about how you show up and who you are mm-hmm. yep and that's another great point that the more of yourself that you get to become the more self-expressed you get to be and through this self-expression you get more attraction you get to attract the people and the opportunities and the things and the relationships and the money and the career and all the wonderful things that you want Mm -hmm. into your life so there's like there's so there's so many reasons why I'm passionate about well-being and you know really helping people um, in this area because it's truly, it truly transforms your entire life. And that's mm-hmm. what I've seen for mine. And that's why I'm so committed to me and my well-being as well. I love that. So like, as we wrap up, 
I would, what would be really, really cool is if you could give people a little glimmer of like who you step into or like the mentality or the energy that you step into when you're going onto a photo shoot for women who want to just let themselves be seen, be more self-expressed, be more confident. This is a lot of what I talk about on my podcast, on my platform is just letting yourself be seen for mm-hmm. whoever and whatever you are. So when you're stepping into something sexy or you're getting in front of a camera, like what's going on inside of you that allows you to just shine? Mm-hmm. That's a really great question. I'm happy that you brought that up. And I have some women reach out to me as well that, you know, want to be models and them to like get in front of the camera. And the first thing they say is like, well, I'm, I'm not a model. I've never been in front of the camera. I'm like, that doesn't matter. Because my core belief, my core belief is that people are the most beautiful when they are themselves Mm -hmm. fully and self-expressed. And so if they go in front of the camera, because I used to do this as well, I used to go in front of the camera and try to do the perfect pose and have like the perfect smile or, you know, whatever it was. And then it came off super awkward. I didn't feel good. And it just, you know, the pictures didn't turn out good. It's like I was trying to be somebody else or I was trying to copy whatever somebody else was doing. And I find that the most beautiful photos are just when you're being yourself, self-expressed, whatever freaking outfit that you want to wear, whatever pose you want to do, like whatever you want to do, being the most like self-expressed and expressed and the more you, you can be, the more beautiful that you are and the more like magnetic that you are also. And like a really great example of this is, you know, some people have probably met people in their life that like physically or like society's idea of beautiful and perfect and whatever. But in their self-expression, they were just not beautiful or like in their, in their, like they're just like weren't beautiful people, but those who are, you know, maybe they don't fit the, the ideal, beautiful, whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. but they are so beautiful. They're just like such beautiful people and they're like so self-expressed and it's just like so magnetizing and and radiant and you're just like so attracted and like in love with this person. They're just like Mm -hmm. making me so happy, right? So like that's a perfect example. So the more you you can be, the more you can own it and own that it's not going to be perfect either. You know, not all my photos are perfect and I just like laugh at them. It's like, okay, whatever. It gets to be like a good time. It's just about like having fun. Mm-hmm. hopefully that was helpful <laughs> yeah, absolutely you can apply that to every area of your life so ladies listening replay that part go back rewind replay it again it is about you being you and loving who you are and showing up and just letting letting yourself have fun mm-hmm. yep. yeah that's when you're going to be the most beautiful <sighs> amazing thank you so much marie is there anything that you have available right now that you want people to know about how can people work with you where can they find you Yeah. So I don't know. Well, depending on when this podcast is coming out, uh, right now I'm launching Queendom. I Mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of gave a little secret announcement online today. Um, And I don't know where, you know, my my business is going to go with different offers because I just shifted from my old one, but I do some one-on-one coaching. They can just follow me on Instagram and I'll probably have some yeah. You know, I'll be posting about whatever I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely go check her out on Instagram. She, her content and what you write about and how you show up, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's like boss babe energy mixed with bad bitch, mixed with CEO, mixed with all the things that you want to be watching. So it's definitely, it's definitely where you want to be. But thank you so much for thank spending you. time with me. This is so much fun. Yes, thank you. 